Oh, God. I'm just now getting over um, being, like, one of the sickest I've ever been. Oh, no. What'd you yeah, have? I, I don't know. Some, some It wasn't the cove, but it was, like, flu or something. I don't know. I went down hard. I had, like, 103.5 temperature. Ooh. And when do, you, when do you, like, when are you, like, jumping in that, uh, like, ice bath situation? Like, at what point? What, at what point am I just like going outside and standing on the front porch, just like here I am, world? Yeah, chill me off, chill me off, everybody. Was that an option? No, no, you're just toughing it out. Yeah, I did go outside on the front porch to try to fix my fever, and uh, I, once I pushed on the front door, I gotta say it was a real cold open. Oh no, no, we're not. No, no. Um, let me let me think of an approach. <laughs> I can't. I just can't end it like that. Can't happen. Well, it's, can't it happen. Seems like can you happy. very quick? I I I get that. You know, like Sid is a doctor, and she knows a lot yeah. more than I do. I think it's kind of rude that she just ignores all of my text messages to her on how to heal you. Yeah, like through the like power. I of, what said, was it you like, said? I I, I said. Um, Put him outside in the cold, yeah. which step yeah. one, we, we all know that that works. Mm-hmm. And then I said, hose him down, hose you know, down. just grab the garden hose and just spray that boy yeah. down. I think it and was your insistence. It was your insistence on bike shorts and a cutoff t-shirt. And a film it. I was wearing was it that, was, was she, she was like, why do I have to film it? That definitely has yeah. no connection to medicine. I, why do I have to turn pour some sugar on me up so loud? <laughs> and I was like, box. blah, 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 sawbones, I get it. Like, baby needs what baby needs, give it to Poppy. <laughs> Tell him to lift his feet up off the ground. I can always see half of them. Is it like getting gum out of your hair where you freeze it and then hit it with a hammer? Is that the idea? And then the sickness goes away? Well, that's not um, sexy. That's not oh, sexy. Oh, sorry, sorry. I mean, that's, sex- not, that's um, not healthy. Um, um, oh, healthy, healthy. <laughs> oh. Sexy is healthy. That's what I say. Hell yeah. My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Russ Freshick, and I know the best game of the week. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Besties. It's a video game club, and just by listening, you, my friend, have become a member. Look in your pocket. There's a card. <gasps> it's got your picture. It's that picture, the one you hoped no one would ever see. But that's what we use on your membership card here at the Besties, where we talk about the latest and greatest in home interactive entertainment uh, this this week we're talking about Woe Long, a new release from uh, from Team Ninja. Chris Plant, what can I expect when I insert the floppy disk for Woe Long? Woe Long Fallen Dynasty is the spiritual follow up to Neo and Neo Two, which themselves were kind of like not knockoffs, but you know they were riding that from software wave. Except this time around, it is set in the Three Kingdoms era. Uh, of china and it's also kind of level based and also it's really good in my opinion am i going to be the only one who talks about this i can't believe griffin isn't here when we're talking about a sekiro like game and that's it uh anyway that's just uh, that's just uh, bush. we got a full meal for you coming up right after this gobble 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 you go get a phone you just want a phone talk to your friends and family you're not asking so much then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get 
your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Can um, I just uh, congratulate yeah. you, Justin, mm. on being a real good boy? Why is uh, that? The first boss of Wolong is a challenge. And and you and you you were not deterred by no. that challenge. You met that challenge head on, rose and, to the and challenge. you overcame it. Yeah, absolutely. I rose to the challenge of the first boss, and I made it all the way to the second boss. <laughs> and I said, "This is not fun." I quit. Oh man, I have so much to talk about this game. I think we should we should sort of set it up and get people to understand, and then we will talk about those two I, bosses because. I think I can do this. I think I think I I think I have this. Okay. So imagine Sekiro, a game that I struggled with. Right? You uh, you're going through the world. Uh, you have a sword or some weapon, and the the heart of the game is the parry. That enemies are flying at you, and, and there's little red dots that blink, and that's when you know to parry. And then you parry it, and then that that destabilizes them, and you stab them, stab them, stab them, and you do that by going through an entire level. What's interesting about Wolong is it is like kind of old school level based. The I would not say that its art direction is particularly as beautiful as Sekiro. It it feels um I don't know like it's built with with like level design blocks. And the levels are not uh straight paths. You have to kind of explore them because throughout the levels there are these flags. And if you plant a flag that's one it's like a checkpoint and you can um, you can upgrade your stuff, spend your XP. It's like whatever. A, a, a bonfire. Your bonfires, bonfire. right? Yeah. Uh, but also, as you find these these flag posts, it um raises effectively the the power number that you have. It, it sets a higher and higher floor for the uh, power. Oh, let me you have let me define all... this even better. Imagine if each level had its own level for you own experience level yes. so instead so of like being level 20 you start every single level at level one and as you raise these flags and fight enemies you'll slowly move up the ranks in morale which is what the system is called until you're level 20 and then you're strong enough to like fight yeah the boss. i think it's 15 is maybe the, the ceiling but yes you is you, the morale you, you, thing changing your stats or is it just making the world harder like, so no 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 so it's it's Okay, the way to think about it is like Destiny, right? If you're morale level six and you're fighting a guy that's morale level level seven, you will be at a disadvantage such, such that he will deal more damage to you, you will deal less damage to him. And this herein is why I nearly bounced off of the game because I was fighting that second boss one or two morale levels lower than he was because I hadn't found all the flags. And the game sucked because I kept getting killed in two hits. And then I was like, I wonder what would happen if I just found the rest of the flags. And suddenly that boss was like a total fucking cakewalk. Okay. Right. right. So it, it, in, in, in terms of the morale, you can earn morale just by like beating enemies. So you don't have to, in theory, find all the flags. You, you can make that number go up and up and up. The only issue is... When you die, it it goes back down. Right. So the, what the flags are doing is they're setting the baseline. You know, if you if you found fourteen flags and you die, yeah, you're gonna stay yeah. High. So even if you die, you will stay at fifteen. Right. So you could run around, charge up your morale a bit, roll up into that boss, and it's like you'll have an advantage. But if it doesn't go your way, you're back to square one. And also, that boss that beat you, their morale is going to go up a little bit. Yeah, because so and. And in in an individual fight, you can shift morale. So there's these unblockable attacks with the blinking red light that I mentioned, right? And I believe mm-hmm. if you parry those, you you bump up morale and they bump down morale. Correct. Yeah. So like the what I, what it took me forever to realize with the very first fight was I was I was playing cautious, and once I realized that morale system. I immediately charged the boss every time I faced them and do- literally just doe faced first into their very first attack to force a parry and basically immediately lower their morale and, and, and take the advantage on the fight. 
Yeah, so that's the biggest difference between this game and like a Souls game is in Souls, you are constantly dodging, you know, you're doing that dodge roll through attacks to not get hit. And then after they attack, you basically like find the opening to attack them and then you dodge roll out of it. In this, every single time they attack, you should basically be parrying and those parries give you uh, openings to attack, but they also increase your energy and then you could do special attacks and also everything comes from the parrying. So it is just a very, very aggressive form of combat that is actually pretty fun because the parries, unlike Dark Souls, the parries are actually pretty easy to nail. Like the timing is pretty generous. And it so, makes one huge choice that I think like every one of these games should do from now on. In my, For me, it should be an, this should be the easy mode option. For, for these games. Of the parrying, you mean? Yes. It, the, I mean, it's just a completely different feel. Well, like, the, well, yes, but but also dodge and parry are the same button. So oh, yeah. if, if you are trying to dodge, you will inadvertently learn to parry. But isn't the parry is by doing L1 at like the right moment, right? I think it's B. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's well, that's there's, the dot. That's the dot. Like you could parry that way, but can't you deflect? No, by no, your yeah, block that's, that's just blocking. And blocking if you is block not at very the good exact in this second. Thing. Then I think you parry I don't, or deflect rather. I don't too. think so. I think I think it's just dodge. This I might mean, explain why you no had idea. a bad time. Double tapping. Oh my god! Double tapping B uh, dodges. Like you do a dodge roll. If you hit it once, you do a block, or you hold it down, you do a block. But Justin's right. If you do that at the right moment. Um, you will do a parry, basically. Well, no, Justin's talking about blocking. There's there's actually a block, like a traditional yep. block move where you just hold a block. Well, We're going to need some clarity on this. The point is, <laughs> and I think I've been proven, uh, I think you get you all listening at home can maybe start to see, uh, there's definitely like a, an enjoyable core here. I, I, I was really overwhelmed by the, this thing is, it really dumps a lot of like, gameplay menu ui cruft like really hard really fast like it's, there's a lot of stuff on there yeah. that i like you you get access to spells uh wizard wiz, wizardries wizardries or <laughs> wizard sorceries or something it's hilarious but like i still don't know what determines if i could do a spell or whether or not i should like what how many spells can i do sometimes they they would work sometimes they they wouldn't but that's just a small example it, it's there's just a lot dumped on you uh really really quickly and like as i was losing to that stupid monkey for a half hour i was thinking like i'm probably doing something like there's probably other things i could do to facilitate this but it has been so poorly like communicated at this point i have no idea where i would even like do you think start. it was the flag thing like your morale wasn't high enough I mean, I went through and I got the different flags. I mean, the, also it, wait, was the? Do you think the monkey was the first boss? No, the second boss. He's talking about the second boss. Oh, second. okay, okay. I beat okay. the first guy and I got that. I I also like. Um, I I feel like the scale of the that that fight was a lot harder to parse than it was for the first person who was like person shaped. You know what I mean? But I understand that's how these these things go yeah um, pr pretty typical it reminds I, me of i also thought it's a very i really wish that that something in the basic combat because you can really like pound through a lot of the the like base guy fights like you don't have to be real smart about them like you can just uh chop 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 and and kill them pretty easily i wish you were forced to engage with some more of the mechanics uh, by some of those like I intermediary fights rather than saving all that for uh, bossing. It, it does, I think, as you get a little bit further, and I'm not much further than you, I have beaten the like next couple bosses. It does get some of the enemies get definitely more complicated and require you to be a little more strategic. I would agree about the like amount of stuff they throw at you. It, it basically reminded me of like the first time I ever played any Souls game where I was mm. like, what the fuck am I looking at? Yeah. And then yeah. by the third or fourth one, I was like, oh, I know this language. I've learned this before. And I think maybe for people who have played the Neo games, which were the same studio, um, basically using the same like structure of these games, I think I'm sure a lot of that stuff probably carries through so that you don't necessarily have that learning curve. But I, I would agree that like, I don't think any of this is well conveyed. The idea that you can beat the first boss by 
hitting two buttons that I don't think are ever even discussed anywhere in the menus by transforming into a giant like demon creature is just fucking stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how you beat it, Justin, but like plant had to tell me that if you hit B and Y at the same time, once your meter is charged, you just instantly win the fight. And I didn't even know about this until after, like long after I, I, gotten through it like well, I, see, somebody else told this... me and they're like oh you, you use you used your divine beast right and i was like i don't know what the hell you're talking i mean that's 100 percent how i beat it uh but i saw a tooltip pop up oh. on the screen this thing by the way loves to throw up tooltips when you're in a big boss fight yeah. it's like hey i'm just gonna leave this one here uh to, to try to help you a lot this this makes it more helpful right um this is not one of those cases where it's like i don't understand the charm of this, like I could totally see how people will, will get into it. it. It's just like there's the the learning curve and the not learning curve, but the the amount of learning that needs to transpire. Uh, yeah, it's just not there. The other thing I'll say is that I think is true about Sekiro and a lot of uh, those other things, uh, those other Souls games, but not has not been my experience with this. The in between boss areas are are in those games are really tough and the in every individual encounter feels like meaningful and so when you figure out how to get through them in a uh in, in a pleasant way or like in a way that feels comfortable for you there is a victory in that and like there's a satisfaction of that and it's fun to figure out like oh you know I, if i come up on this guy from this angle um yeah, you know, it's a I little more it of a, a puzzle. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I made it through, like, I didn't ever die, uh, maybe once or twice, like, in just the regular areas, right? Like, there, I made it through those in sort of no problem at all, and it wasn't until I got to the bosses where I started dying 20 or 30 times. Yeah. And, and that amount of frustration, it just came out of nowhere. Um, and it, yeah. And it was really left me left a bad taste in my mouth. I I I think that all makes sense. I want I want to take a moment to give the game its flowers because I I love this game. Like I have really 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 enjoyed it, and I think everything that you're saying is totally true. I also think the point that you made fresh comparing it to like the first Demon Souls, Dark Souls, where two things are happening, right? The player base is figuring out how to play it, and the developers figuring out how the hell do I even communicate all this stuff? You know, like how do I pace this information? And I think what the I agree with what you're saying, Justin, of like, hey, there's a weird disconnect between how easy the normal part, the the general stages are, and then how difficult the bosses are. I I enjoyed that because it gave me a reprieve and kept me like motivated to keep coming back and playing for, for the first few hours. I also think the tricky thing with these boss gates is it's not just boss, like, challenge gating you or skill gating you, like a lot of bosses are in From Software games. It is... It's testing your understanding of of these core systems. Like Frush not knowing how the flags work, that that is exactly what it wants to make sure you understand. Do I yeah, think but the that's, game you agree that's a failure? No, I, I, I agree. I agree. I, I, I agree. But like again, like that's Demon Souls has had that exact problem through its history. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, apologizing for its inability to like have UI UI issues, but I'm saying like, oh, I got it. Like, it, you know, it took me it took me less time to figure out how to get through these bosses than most from software. Sure, bosses. I, I will also say, and and this conversation has really thrown this into relief for me. How much? Like, I I think that the Souls games are a huge beneficiary from players coming in with like a grasp of the language, right? Like, yeah. it's almost like an immersion oh, yeah. program. It's like Oh, you you know uh, m- most of this stuff, so we don't have to spend as much time. Uh, you have created uh, guys and videos, you. and everybody's watched all of them before they even play the game, right? Like, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I the other thing that I just that fresh pointed out for me that I I I think I agree with is the parry system feels closer to other action games that I like, and fresh compared it to platinum games, which I'm obviously love with stuff like near, and I don't I don't know if that's I don't know if that's true, but I think it's a good guess because I I feel immensely talented when I play this game, which is very weird because I could not make it through, you know, more than four or five hours of Sekiro because of how difficult it was and how much I just did not click with that parry system. 
Yeah, I think this is definitely more generous and welcoming once you understand the systems at work. Uh, like, it was remarkable. So once I realized the, like, flag thing and the morale thing, I beat that boss that I died 10 times on, 20 times on, that same monkey boss. And then I beat the next boss in two tries because I was already at max health, whatever. It was a giant boar thing. And then I was cruising through the next area. And so, yeah, it feels welcoming insofar as, like, once you understand those systems, you can cruise way faster than you can in a Souls game. But I do think the core, like, flag idea is bad from a design standpoint, and I'm going to explain why in a second. I went through the next area. This is the area after the boar, which is, like, way bigger than anything you had seen in the game before. It's, like, a pretty enormous area, and... I'm going through and I'm like finding flags and I'm doing well. And I eventually make it to the final boss who's like this wizard guy that summons whatever dead guys. And it's a problem because I am like morale 17 and he's like morale 20. And I have no fucking idea where the one flag that I'm missing is somewhere in this enormous map. And I feel like the boss is right here. I just want to kill the boss. But although I technically could, it's such a pain in the ass to have to overcome that like damage differential that I just wanted to like go and find that final flag. But I had no idea where it was. And it was just like a really kind of frustrating, like like it felt unnatural, like unnatural. The idea that like I had mastered this entire area and just because I didn't turn left instead of right in this one little spot, I was at a big disadvantage. And like, I mean, Souls has those secret areas too, but they're not required for beating bosses. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's not required. I think the problem is there there are two types of games, effectively, with the way you play bosses, right? There is the blast through bosses on one or two tries, which you were enjoying. Yeah. And then there is the, okay, now you have to play it like a Souls game. And yeah. I, it sounds to me like that shift. For me, I, I, I had that, I, I, well, I wouldn't even call it an issue. I had I I ran into that same challenge, and and it became like, oh, okay. At the beginning of this fight, I need to lower their morale three. Like I I need to before I really start kind of like spamming them, I need to really make sure that I'm nailing these like opening parries. Yeah. Um, because like that's the method to get them to down to my level. Or yeah, I don't even know if I was missing. A fl- Maybe the flag is like after that boss fight. I have no idea. And uh, I no, just, no, like, that, that, some... that's the end of that stage. Oh, okay. How do you so, know that you're? How do you know you're missing one? Like, how do you track? That? It, it, it's actually indicated in the top right of the screen. It tells you how many flags you have and how many you're, you're missing. So it actually does tell you, but uh, and it tells you like the floor, your floor for morale. It, I, look, I I actually really enjoyed the game, and and to be clear, like from for like a Game Pass launch game, which this is one of the better Game Pass launch games. I mean, it's on other platforms as well, but if you have Game Pass, you can just download it. And I was I was pretty impressed by the quality. It's not like a stunning game, um, but just like as a fun action, Souls-ish, Ninja Gaiden-ish kind of game, I was pretty impressed. Um, yeah, it has almost like an arcade action gamey look. It's a it's a weird. It looks art it style. looks to me like a kind of late. Late gen 360 game is what it looks like. But, to but me. It looks yeah, like it reminds me of other Team Ninja game. Like, um, what was the one? What was the really wild one that they did? Where you're like, oh, Ninja, Bl- Ninja Blade, Ninja, Ninja Blade, maybe. I don't know. Look with the helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninja Blade. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It's I, my complaints are really like. I, the Dark Souls thing is really, uh, really puts it in perspective. So I, I kind of feel after this conversation, I'm saying like, I don't understand German as well as I understand Spanish. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, because you went to school, like you learned Spanish. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like you, you spend the time to study Spanish. I just don't think I was at a point where you also see why some of, so many of these Souls games are aping so many of the like mechanics from the Souls franchise, right? Because it's like, yeah. it's already inbuilt. That vocabulary is already there. Yeah. yeah, and also they like clearly have refined it to such a point that everyone's like, oh yeah, no, this is the way to do it. Yes, yeah. you should recharge your health vials every time you rest. Yes, you should, you know, have this saving system. Like 
people under not only understand it, but it's incredibly satisfying to like make it to a bonfire and know, hey, I finally made it, and I have a checkpoint now. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I think your points are all like very fair, and I think a lot of people are going to run to that same challenge. That I mean, I think that's why it's great for Game Pass. I I just. I am, I guess I'm just very, one, refreshed that somebody made something in the FromSoft mold that took what feels like some pretty big design risks or made just made choices. Yeah. Um, and I think it, I did not realize how much it is what I would like from these sorts of games and that it does feel more welcoming. It does feel more, explore, like, truly exploration-focused, um, where the FromSoft games allow for exploration but they do not reward it uh and and i guess motivate it in the same way as this game does i'm not by, well, to be clear in that's no way really am i saying this is better than elden ring like this is very linear though i mean it, well again oh, no, 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 i would we, say we, like the it, level it, it, it changes a, yeah yeah a the level that you've you seen up, is pretty yeah. linear i thought the same thing the level after that actually becomes much larger and yes more, and, and I, so more i mean maybe if there is that complaint that i can fairly level against it then it is that Team Ninja had to know how much the the concepts of the Souls games are like inbuilt into players because they so maybe they should have spent more time making it super clear when they were deviating from that like what that meant because they are relying on a lot of those tropes with like bonfires and and the refillable health flasks and things like that. Yeah. So maybe they should have just focused on making their their delineations a bit. Clearer. Do you th- do you think I've been back and forth on this? Do you think that there is a way for them to have honestly have done that and still made for an enjoyable beginning of the game? Or do you think it is like learning a language or, you know, even starting a really long book that like, hey, you're going to have to make this investment because what we're trying to introduce you to is complex. But once you get it, you're going to it's going to make sense because like I, I read reviews or previews of this game and it made zero sense to me until i, mean, I just I literally you know, guys it. you 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 crack you crack i want to go back and play now you know what i mean like you really helped to unlock it for me just in like 30 seconds i yeah. would have if you're asking me if i would have preferred to see like a computer generated rest fresh pop up on my screen for a minute <laughs> and explain the system to me my, to my version of clippy a hundred percent but do you want that for every that. game because i think the answer is yes It'd be good, right? I mean, yeah, I do, but that's like uh, that. That's getting very personal. It's gonna be a Patreon bonus at some point. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, no, I, I, uh, I think that makes sense. It's cool, and it's Game Pass. It's oh, and I would also just to close the loop on it. It's an interesting bridging between, I think, old school Team Ninja games, so like Ninja Gaiden, those those great games, and the Neo games, which I haven't really played, but. I, my understanding is like the Neo games are much more soulsy than even this and is. Very difficult. And very and difficult. Very difficult. And yeah. so this kind of finds an interesting middle ground that, that feels very true to the uh, true to the studio. Yeah. Well, one one final thing before we wrap this section, uh, we've been talking about like the very early part of the game. Uh, if you are playing this, or if you're interested in playing it, I would strongly recommend looking up uh, YouTube videos on different builds people make. Because that magic system is even more obtuse than everything we've been talking about. And one, I think it'll like make you excited to play the game because seeing what people do in mid and late game is just awesome. But two, it'll give you an idea of kind of where to spend those points early on. Because otherwise, I think you're just guessing. And I don't know, if, if you're the type of person who's only going to play a game once guessing is not ideal if you're a person who's going to play you know new game plus and everything then sure whatever you know have fun the first time around messing around um but yes the stealth dual world build on this game just looks awesome and i cannot wait to figure it out um should we talk about other stuff uh, yeah. let's do it this episode of the best these is sponsored by aura frames all right so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. 
It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames, and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties rockamoney.com slash besties so justin you have come before us without griffin who is out this week um as the sole person who has played destiny lightfall griffin played it as well we talked a little bit about it last week but um I know you also played it, and I feel like you are less of a Destiny head than Griffin is. Absolutely. So I'm curious, what is your impression? And I assume, how long has it been since you played Destiny last? Before, Yeah, I, I mean, I think I've missed a couple of expansions. Which it's, Queen, it's, it, I think, was the last one? I think I, I missed, mm, I, I feel like I maybe t- dipped into that one. I had to buy the one that came before this, whatever that was. You had to buy it? Uh, to get, I, 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 I meant, like, I didn't own. How's that? Okay, got <laughs> it. Okay. This. Um, so yeah, I am. I would say like I'm a uber casual Destiny player. I definitely like can dip into Destiny. I've spent many, 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 many hours playing Destiny, but it, a lot of it's like concentrated early on. Um, and I did, I did a pretty good job of like keeping up when a new thing would come. I would you know hop back on for a month or so and then dip back out. And I've been very happy with that relationship um, in, in recent months, not even recent months, but past couple of years, whenever I would log in, it just seemed like so bogged down in uh, the, what had come before that it became harder and harder to just sort of hop back in and play. Um, and for me, and again, like you all have to understand, like nothing I'm saying is coming from an educated perspective it is literally just like my experience with it so you know take that as it as uh, for what it's worth um i think that there's some interesting stuff that they're doing in lightfall in like the actual campaign the like stuff with like the grapple hook and the stasis and that that kind of stuff is kind of neat um the story is nonsensical i mean it's like border i mean it just it, to me is nonsensical. Well, even Maybe. hardcore Destiny fans seem to think that it may it, it not only is nonsensical, but doesn't like wrap anything up or explain anything. It just introduces more 
questions about who is the witness and what is the veil and blah, blah, blah. I was watching all this. I, I was watching everything very intently until it got to the point where they were like, we always thought light and dark were good and bad. And it's like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then they're like, but what if it's not? And then someone's like, like the river of souls? I'm like, okay, goodbye. Thank you. <laughs> goodbye. Bye. I'm in the back. Just tell me when you need me to shoot somebody and I'm yeah. happy to do it. Um, but the overwhelming thing I would say is that like, I really think they need a Destiny 3. I really, 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 I just... It feels so plate spinny. That is that that is what it, it feels like. Everything you do, almost everything you do in that game, it feels like you're opening a door to a place where someone has like eight plates spinning that represent months of content that like you maybe still care about, maybe you don't, but like, look, it's still here. This is all part of it. And we've got this one new plate that we're spinning and it's purple and you can spend money on it. And oh no no the quest that you did before like you can still go to those they're in this separate area of this different page and you just log into this and then you go over to this terminal and these specific yeah it feels all like duct taped together hundred percent yeah. I mean that, that is the perfect metaphor it, it is these scraps of it that have just been like grafted onto other scraps um, and it feels like really bogged down by the weight of it. And, and I mean, I feel like they've made really good. Um, it's starting to feel like you brought too much luggage to the car and like through a lot of, you know, design work and playing Tetris and like really cramming it, you managed to fit it all in. And it's like, I did it. It's like, okay, but wait, we got to get stuff back out. Like, yeah. I need to get into there. Like you, you made it. It is just honestly like so inscrutable. Now a lot of that is my time away from it, but I feel like the way Destiny is designed, that's a very valid position to be in, right? Mm. Like that's kind of by design is that it's okay to check out for a while and then hop back in and it'll be guys, I know joke had like they do these things in Destiny when you log in where it's like there's a new thing happening, right? Yeah. And you get a little basically like pop up that's like Check out this new thing. When I logged in for the first time, <laughs> it was like Christmas. <laughs> it it was like Christmas for maniacs. <laughs> like it was like it was like Christmas on a planet that had never heard of like Santa Claus or trees or any of it. And it's like so like, hey, good news. The Gambit Runner has 13 new shards for you to like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And some of it's like applies to expansions that like came out. <laughs> months ago and it's like god i don't care about any of this now the one thing i i probably don't even realize how much work went into making it as playable and cohesive as it is i will say they do like hot they take quests that you already have and like highlight certain quests just that you should be doing right now it's sort of like hey you could do you should do these like this is what you should that's spending time on, um, which is fine, except Destiny is a sort of game where you can load yourself up with these bounties. And if you're playing a single player level, you could be completing other quests. So, right. like, there's definitely this element of min maxing where it's like, OK, I picked up a bunch of bounties. There are so many people giving these things now. And, and some of the bounties are like randomly generated. It says like this will just make something up cuz that you know like you can pay money and just like make up a bounty and do another one if you want and do, do do as many of those as you as you want to. So I just have no idea which of those um I should be doing. I and that you're it, looking for you want to you want a reboot, which is basically what they did at the beginning of Destiny 2 and all the hardcore fans, myself included to some extent, got pretty pissed off cuz you lost everything that you had previously. But it's also like nearly impossible to make this sort of game for as long as they've been making it. Destiny 2 is, I don't know how old at this point, six years, something like that, seven, I don't know, uh, 10 maybe. <laughs> uh, it's nearly impossible to make this game for as long as they've been making it and have it feel like not crufty and not overwhelming and not too many systems at once. So it is, it is, uh, it came out. 27 years seven, seven years, years yeah. this September okay um 
I really feel like they need to do like Daniel Tiger's parents and just be like, that was fun, but now well, it's so they done. so they are working tw- in theory. They are working towards this. So this is Lightfall. There's an expansion that comes after Lightfall called the shape or something i think this is just going off the shape oh yeah we're all very excited i've been a lot of people (laughs) a lot of people in the world of destiny are talking about the shape i've been hearing a lot of buzz about that from the various characters and it is so much like everything in in destiny the witness the traveler the shape it's all very concrete and they're just yeah yeah, it'd be funny if it builds up to the shape and the traveler is there like floating in space as a big ball and just like a big square shows up yeah, and, and that's the shape. That's your new the shape. shape. It's, it's a square. Anyway, they are. So this is Lightfall. There is one expansion left. Oh, and the it's idea called the, the final shape. I'm sorry, the final shape. Well, that, that that's like important a, because that it's lets like me a know. fucking trapezoid or something. Don't act like yeah. the shape's going to come after that because it's not. So the idea is that the final shape will be the God. I even shudder to say this out loud. The end of the darkness and light storyline in destiny whatever the fuck that means so uh, you know i guess after this you won't hear the travel about the traveler and the fucking pyramids and nothing else it'll just be like a reboot of the narrative i don't think they're going to fully reboot all the stuff where they get rid of all your items because people would once again freak out but i kind of want them to do that that's what i'm getting to is like if you were playing this you were doing it for fun and I hope that you had fun doing that stuff. But to to make any of that... Okay, when I was first playing Destiny, there would be a new exotic... There would be a change, right? And there would be a new exotic where it's like everybody's talking about this exotic... And if you don't know Destiny, exotics are like super the weapons. best of the best, like the yeah. best super things. The real game changers, like things you can build a build, a build around. Um, When I logged in, I had access to like years of exotics that I have no idea that I could just like trade in exotic points to just like get one. I don't know. I don't know if I should or not. I didn't, I don't know how I earned these, these exotic weapons. Um, it's, it doesn't like, they got to scale it back a little bit for any of it to feel like it means anything. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what the solve is there. I'm sure they're considering it, but the solve might just be like, (laughs) do another game, which I know they're like, working on a non-destiny yeah. thing. I don't know well, what the, it is. You, but you know it's bad. In a weird, it's got like, the thing's got to be in a weird position right now with that Activision uh Well, no, no, no. No, they're no, not no. they're independent. They're independent. Well, they're they're not. They're Sony. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. They got bought by Sony. I forgot. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> okay, but do they do they maintain so so Activision has no rights to the Correct. But the the Destiny That's thing. correct. Yeah. It's just Sony's. Yeah. Yes. That's got to be like weird, right? Like that's got to yeah, be Yeah, it's tough, it's a little yeah. weird also that, you know, Sony is making such a fuss over the Activision stuff. Meanwhile, they they're definitely that next game is definitely going to be a Sony exclusive from yeah, Bungie. Yeah, unquestionably. I I I I I just want to point out the Wikipedia has, there's a Destiny 2 post-release content Wikipedia and the like Curse of Osiris, like a big, huge exclamation, the plot, all the review scores, everything, yada, yada, yada. Warmind, same thing. And then after that, it's just like, here's stuff that happened in 2018. Like, even even the Wikipedia got bored. <laughs> like, that's bad, you know? It's just tough to keep up with. I mean, look, I think the core game, and Justin, you can attest to this, still pretty fucking fun. Like, th- there are not many shooters that feel as good as Destiny does, and now it has a fucking grappling hook. So that's pretty cool. Um, I just like, I think, I think there's a version of this game you could probably play and have a really good time with as a casual person that plays a couple hours a week. I mean, that's not a person that's going to be able to keep up with your buddy who can sink 30 hours because they stay up until 6am. Yeah. But that's just sort of the nature of it. You know, I don't know. This is again, why I gravitate, gravitate to games like Fortnite, which have like no bag, like it doesn't matter what level you are doesn't matter if you played the last six seasons or not every three weeks something major changes about the game and that's what keeps it relevant right like part of the thing of putting 20 or 30 hours into a game is the belief that it has meaning right like in theory what what is meaning anyway oh my god no but but you know what i mean like if you're putting 20 and 30 hours into it you want to believe that when you go and talk to your friends who also care about these things that like 
it means something that it has some interest or it has some interest to you. And I think the problem with something like destiny is as it loses cultural relevance compared to these other games, there are fewer people for you to like talk with who care. And as the story loses relevance, it also feels like a weird time investment. So like, I I, I do think if you're putting 20 to 30 hours into a, a, a game, they need to be providing you something that gives that, you know, well, at least I, the I think if you're playing with a buddy and you're like, right, like neck and neck with game. that buddy, there are very few co-op games that are as satisfying and super fucking fun as Destiny. Yeah. So, so I think it is offering that. It, it um, is. It, what is it, what the idea of like video games as like an excuse for men to talk on the telephone? Yeah, it's right. It's, you know, new golf. Basically. Yes, new golf. Right. Um, so again, I, I don't want to, this is not a rag on destiny thing. Cause I still think those games are really fucking good. I agree with Justin 100% that it's, it's just feels like very much, you know, the car with every piece of luggage strapped to it, trying to like stay on the road. And, and I imagine and like comic, oh, comic yeah. books have made a, a, a good model for this. And, and, the, and one that I think the destiny could, could learn from uh, narratively and mechanically, the narrative stuff is fine. I don't mind if a story is like kind of goofy mm. and mindless because that's like that's a lot of serialized storytelling, you know, soap operas, comic books. Sure. Like anybody right. who has to tell a story forever, it's going to be a little bit goofy, right? Yeah, and there's going to be high points and low points. And part of that though is like, especially in the world of comics, is like, okay, let's just start over. Like let's let's we we have we have written too yeah. many weird alleyways in here for anybody to realistically be able to come in and say, "Oh, I understand what's happening," right? I for sure. Yeah. Let's 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 have a clean slate. And Destiny could do that narratively and it sounds like kind of what you're talking about. Yeah, I think the shape but, is pushing towards that. The Thanos it, moment, basically. It, it also has to be able to do that mechanically. Like, yeah. it's, you know what I mean? If you're going to do a game that's mechanically serialized, then you have to be able to press the restart button every once in a while for things to make any sort of sense or be meaningful in, in any sort of way. Yeah. And to feel like modernized, like continually updated based on game design tenants and yeah. various other things. I also just feel like this would be tough for the game creators. Like, I, I feel for the whoever, you know, the people at Bungie who are having to make this because, yes, I, I'm sure plenty of people who work there were not there when this game came out. And having mm-hmm. to, like, you know, carry on all these legacy decisions in perpetuity, I'm, I can I mean, that's that every very... living game, though, right? I, like, I, I, I should, for sure. Honestly, they probably deserve a medal for the fact that I basically understand what number I need to look at. Yeah, I basically yeah. understand who the bad guys are and who the and who the good guys are. Surprise! The good guys are the ones that are so tall that you spend almost every conversation <laughs> staring at their dicks or lack <laughs> thereof. The, the dick region, I guess. Uh, 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 I'm not exactly sure what's happening in there, and it's it's none of my damn business. But the point is, there's just a bunch of giant people. I don't know if there's giant people before, but they're rocking. That's great. Um, and the, the fighting, the shooting is like, is good. You got this little grapple thing. It's, it's neat. Um, I, I just, I'm spent, it is like, if I look one level below that surface, what I've just described to you, it is unfathomable. There are upgrades for each individual piece of armor that you choose and, and like can, can put onto your armor pieces, except I'm trading out armor every five minutes because it's that period of the campaign where you're just like you you're just steadily getting up uh, uh you know upgraded garbage um so i have no idea if it's worth doing those things or not and that's just like one example of one thing in there it, it there's like it's completely overwhelming if yeah. you haven't paid attention to it okay um i think we have some reader mail you, you you brought a special thing, Fresh. Oh, yeah. So this is a friend of mine who listens to the show, I, like a personal friend from college. Uh, Locke wrote in a very good question, which was, I'm getting older. I'm busy. I have a full-time business that takes up more than my share of work hours and a kid, but I still feel like video games make up some of my identity and interests. How can I play games anymore? What can I even play? Every time I load up a game, I struggle with the time investment. It's asking me. And all that good content is behind hours of grind or being able to find a party of four friends to play, which is realistically impossible. Um, Steam Deck and and indie games, my dude. Yeah, I mean, that's I I think that's my attitude about this stuff is like it's actually kind of 
a great time for people that have very little time to play games because there are so many really great like bite-sized titles and you know i certainly if it weren't for the job there's no way that any of us would be keeping up with this amount of games i think that's fair to say 100 percent. so i think you just have to kind of pick your battles i think um game pass is a good solve if you want to just like get a smattering of like a bunch of different releases or steam has like a ton of great indie small indie games that you can like jump into that game bloody hell that i mentioned which is free it's like a four to five hour game and like i had a total blast with it so i think you just have to kind of pick your battles and maybe you're you can't play like the dead space remake and the resident evil 4 remake and the metroid prime remake. like yeah of those big narrative triple a games maybe you can only do one a year and that's fine like don't worry yeah. about it you don't need to be on the pulse of everything I also think time mindfulness is like crucial, especially if you're a parent, but really for everybody, it's so easy to like burn time on things that maybe you're not bringing you a ton of joy, whether that is like scrolling endlessly through TikTok, which I do plenty or Reddit or um, spending a lot of time trying to decide what you're going to watch or what you're going to play. And I think being really mindful of your time and asking yourself like hey is this bringing me joy or hey you know what i'm going to play through this game i'm going to give it a try and i'm not going to debate it with myself between all the other things i could be doing when i sit down with my free time i'm going to do it right away it's it's amazing how much time you can make or find in your day if you are if you're thinking consciously about it i uh, i've also shifted my perspective on gaming to a large extent where uh, I I am somebody who this is getting too personal, but uh, I'm somebody who has always felt the need to like be pushing themselves, like even when they're mm. ingesting media, like if something isn't a little bit like challenging or you know what whatever, then I feel like I'm I'm phoning it in, right? Like I should always be trying to do something better or whatever, and and, and pushing at myself outside my boundaries or 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 whatever. And I think I still feel that way with a lot of media, but uh, more and more with games, I've accepted that like I just am going to play things that I think are fun, and I'm actually not that worried about uh, being super literate about everything, mm-hmm. which was much more of a concern when I was writing about them day to day. But like, I don't feel the need to to be comprehensive. I find things that I like and work within my life, like deck building, uh, roguelikes are are a hundred percent like my probably the genre I spent the most time with, uh, followed closely by, what, what are we calling Vampire Survivors? <laughs> you know, those Vampire Survivors yeah, games. Twin um, Stick Shooter. RPG. Twin Stick Shooter, yeah. Sure. Uh, where it's like you know exactly how long it's going to be. Yeah. It's bite size. It's it's good size for it. You, you do it, you know, if you want to, and you don't feel guilty about not, you know, playing every new thing or, or you know, trying to push yourself outside the stuff that just makes you happy. And I would reiterate from a multiplayer standpoint, there's no easier game than Fortnite to set up. It's hey, like, Fortnite was gonna be the first thing I said. Fortnite's always ready for you. It's Fortnite is like, ready to have fun with there's you. There's so you little barrier to entry for that game that um I I really if you just want to hang out with your friends and not give a fuck what happens in the actual game, even though the game is quite fun, um Fortnite is very good for that. Facebook of video games. All of us it, old folks are taking it over. It I know. It is. I love it. Um, yeah, this is pretty good in here. <laughs> I see why you kids like. One more question. This one from Daniel. Uh, I'm a boomer and have always used inverted vertical controls. My five-year-old is getting into games and I set her up in the same way. Am I setting her up for future ridicule from her friends? That's a good pl- qu- question Daniel? for Plant, who uh, has gone through the ringer to relearn his brain. I am an inverted. I grew up with Descent. I have played everything inverted. Over the last year, I have finally kicked the habit. So Yay. Bad. I know. It was difficult. But I, yes, I, I watched my son uh, struggle with inverted controls and realized we we're going to be passing the controller back and forth a ton. And this is an annoying thing. Why am I forcing this on uh, him? And I, I have shaken the habit. And let me tell you, it kind of sucked for a couple months. Um, playing games and and rewiring my brain but now that i've switched i'm really glad i did i can't believe i'm saying this This is an embarrassment to old me it does feel way more natural playing traditional 
and not yeah. invert it. Like I, I, my reaction speeds and like shooters and stuff already feel better. And I think it's because it's weird for one axis to be inverted, but not another. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I, I do recommend if you can, if you can stomach it, uh, making the switch or at least not not uh pushing down this headache onto uh future generations was there a game in particular that you found like was a good way to get your feet wet yeah i mean the the reality is just like avoiding first person shooters for like a month or two while you're doing this and using games where you you have to control the camera but mostly just because it's cinematic so like slower third person games were good um, and then I, I moved on to the Splatoon. I found that to be kind of like a good test of, you know, reaction because you are aiming and it is a shooter, but it's not like zipping the camera around. Yeah. Um, you know, you're mostly aiming at the floor and yeah, I, I, as I moved from each of those steps, it became easier and easier and easier. And then Fortnite after Splatoon. And then from there, I finally started doing some FPS. And again, like it, it really was just like two months of intentionally making the change um it wasn't like oh i put you know a lot of time into playing games and really practicing it wasn't any of that it was just not letting myself do inverted the only other thing is like the first thing i do now is like make sure if if i'm playing an old save file or anything i change it back because i have found that just even briefly going back like immediately confuses my brain for a day or two yeah um, it's it's weird. So yeah, it's it's a bummer because I took a lot of I I, I really b- built my personal identity around playing inverted controls. Yeah, you were way fascinating at parties back then. It was yeah, great. It was super cool. Cool. Uh, do we have any honorable mentions? Anything anyone else is playing or watching? I um I finished uh, Better Call Saul. Oh God, I, I'm. I haven't wow, seen the final that season. Was, so. Of all the reactions that I thought you would have to that sentence. No, it's it's mostly because of all of the shows that I haven't seen the final season of, it is the most terrified that it will be spoiled for me. Okay. Because I absolutely think it's one of the best pieces of television ever made. So okay. I think... Well, well then I'm, that's the end of my uh, I guess segment. it was good. <laughs> I guess. You liked it? That's... I'm not... There's a hey, Russ, love you. <laughs> But with that preamble, there is not a force on heaven or earth that can make me say another syllable oh, about that's that so nice. Dominant series. I appreciate it. Uh, plant anything? Yeah, I I watched uh, Johnny Mnemonic. Oh yeah, remember Keanu that? Movie? Oh, hell yeah, Metaverse. So, but so, did you play Johnny Mnemonic? <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> but I did something uh, even more absurd. I watched the black and white release of Johnny Mnemonic. Wow. Which yes is on Blu-ray and I guess got released like a year or two ago. And I, here's what I'll say. Johnny Mnemonic, still not a great movie, but uh, enjoyable in the way that, like, cyberpunk, or proto-cyberpunk, I guess, of that era is. Uh, Keanu Reeves is a delight in it. There are just tons of, like, cool uh, guest appearances. And in black and white, you really do get this cool, like, retro film noir that they're going for. And a lot of the kind of cheesy special effects... Don't look cheesy. They just look old-fashioned in black and white. Um, so if if you want something weird and you love Keanu and you like 90s movies and you listen to our Super Mario Brother episode and you're like, hey, how do I chase that down? Johnny Mnemonic Black and White is a great pick for you. I think it's also available to stream on Apple Store, I think. I think. I always confuse that with Virtuosity, which I feel like came yes, almost very the, different. Actually, they were both the same year. I mean, great year for cinema set in the interwebs. Oh, my gosh. Cool. I think we did it. Uh, I wanted to thank the following people for writing reviews of the besties on Apple Podcasts. We have Kay Kloss, Robert Squidward, and Displis. Thank you for writing reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to everyone else who's talked about the show. And I didn't, you know, I played Fortnite or something. I I guess that's my honorable mention. Um, We really appreciate it. And we appreciate your support of the show. Couldn't do it without you. We wouldn't do it without you, quite quite literally. It'd be weird, actually. It'd be weird. <laughs> Did, were uh, you reading my notes point. while I wrote Fortnite or something? Yeah, Fresh I was. Dick? I got distracted. Oh, thank goodness, because I was like, wow, I felt like I was controlling your brain there for a second. <laughs> you were. In a way, you were. Um, cool. You want to take it home, Juice? 
What we should I say? Oh, what we talked about really quick. Yeah, recast, yeah just fine. very quick. We talked about Wolong, uh, which is available on Game Pass and all modern consoles and PC. And we talked about Destiny Lightfall. And then we talked about why you probably should uninvert your controls. Better Call Saul, Fortnite, or something, and Johnny Mnemonic Black and White. Uh, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, until next time, uh, be sure to join us again then for the besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games? Steve.